This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone line from the Dish Professionals, 80 the South and State Street. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH. I want to let you know about a big event. We're going to talk to our next next guests about this right now, but the Blue Red Gala. Joining us here are the Dish Professionals, and we'll talk to Reno over the phone here momentarily. But Steve Tate is with us. First of all, Steve, it is great to see you, my man. It's been a long time, man. It's been a minute, yeah. We we go way back. Elementary school. All three of us are Cove co-people. Yes, yeah, right? we are. Yeah, we go way back. Best neighborhood in town. That's right. Look, look at Steve. Doesn't he look like a male model or something? <laughs> He's, He's kept himself all trim. and Gotta stay trim. Have you lost weight since oh, you yeah. playing days? Yeah. Uh, how much were you then? Uh, I was I was probably 30 pounds heavier. All, yeah. mu- all muscle? Yeah. Uh, no. You know what? Now they're... You look at these guys and how they, they get treated. You know, we had to, like, put on anything we could. Like, we were going to McDonald's. I mean, it wasn't healthy. Now these guys got nutritionists like twenty four seven, so they're putting on healthy weight. I was like pounding anything and everything, greasy food. So I don't, I wouldn't say it was all healthy. But you were lifting pretty hard. Oh yeah, I was lifting. I was lifting hard, and I was, I was still, uh, yeah. I think I had a, you know, I had a neck that was like eighteen inches. I took pride in that. Now it's the opposite. I'm like, (laughs) I can't let myself go look like that again. It's like Fat Steve. I just like to point out this is the second Skyline guy we've had on the show today. Is that a coincidence? That's right. That's right. Bergstrom yeah. was on, right? Yeah, he yeah, was great, Ryan. by the way. Tony's such a good yeah, dude. Yeah, good dude. Uh, so introduce this gala and, and talk about this event a little bit, and, and then uh, we'll chat with Reno. But we want to uh, make sure we uh, bring as much attention as possible to this because it's so cool what you guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Reno and I uh, share a connection, uh, and not just the fact that we lost our kids, but how things kind of transpired. Uh, you know, oddly enough, and I'll be quick with this, with this story, but it was, it was as I mentioned to you guys off the air, nothing, nothing's coincidental. Um, you know, when we found out Hayes, his, he, he was, uh, his cancer had returned, I was at the hospital. And at this point, we had gotten the news that it was terminal, and he only perhaps had uh, a month to live. Um, and I, I, I kind of comprehended it and tried, tried to at least. And then I, I sent out a tweet just to let people know because people have been so supportive. And, and I remember Reno at four o'clock in the morning had commented, he kind of sent his condolences through, through Twitter. And, and I thought one, why is he up at four thirty? And I'm sure he was recruiting at the time, but you know, that's what was alarming. I was like, what, what, you know, why are you up at four thirty? And then I put my phone away, you know, trying to, uh, you know, trying to get my mind off things about one o'clock in the afternoon. I pull my phone back up. And the Twitter, the, the, the feed's going nuts about his daughter mm. getting life flighted to primaries. And, you know, it was one of those moments I was like, man, here he was probably at 430 thinking, looking at my situation and thinking, how is this guy managing? How is he coping? And, you know, how can you deal with something like this? And then his life changed less than 10 hours later. Um, and, and then furthermore, we found each other in the, in the, in the lobby of, of primary children's hospital two days before thanksgiving just embracing each other with the reality that we were losing our our kids and um so you know like i mentioned nothing's coincidental elsie and hayes uh their impact um is going to be carried on through us and uh and and to me if elsie and hayes can have an impact on this rivalry through us and and bring something that's positive to it and unite it i mean that's what other i mean what what a better legacy to have than that than these two kind of bringing together what what 
can be a nasty rivalry, but bringing some perspective to it. And so that, that was our hope, and that, I think that's what we're accomplishing right now. And I think this is just, just a, this is just the beginning with this gala. Joining us now on the phone, he is Reno Mahe, of course, uh, BYU great Reno Mahe. And uh, Reno, first of all, thank you f- uh, for giving us a few minutes. How you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you guys having us on. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about your your connection with Steve and and about this gala and about the miracles from Elsie Foundation and kind of, you know, what this means to you. So, yeah, um, kind of going off what Steve shared with you guys and then um, just being at the hospital at the same time with Steve and sharing a hug in the, the lobby during the whole ordeal, I think kind of tied us together more than we we thought we'd you know be tied together and then being able to take our our children's legacy and and do some good with it and in regards to this um rivalry um you know having an event like this and and the support we've gotten from all the sponsors and whatnot to to do some good with our foundations you know from from our side of it um my, my wife shares in the video uh how we we didn't just have a village come to our support we had a metropolis and it was just um overwhelming in in a good way of all the support we had so we decided to start miracles from elsie um her being an oregon donor and and being able to pay it forward from all the um just being grateful from all those that shared their time talents and resources with, with our family and to being able to try to do that for others. And so um, getting together with Steve and them just made so so much sense in, in this um, rivalry. And, you know, thinking about the rivalry, playing under Lavelle for that year I did and, and, and um, just thinking about the how he approached the rivalry. You know, I, it's something that didn't dawn on me till just last night reading – um, reading a few things here and there that uh, when when Lavelle was our coach, she brought so much respect to the rivalry. Um, and I, I like that. I like that this is something that we're kind of doing with, with our foundations and just kind of bringing, bringing, using this energy for good with regards to the rivalry, uh, rivalry. So just something we're super excited about. So specifically, what is your goal? With, with as it pertains to the rivalry, and are there other things that you're trying to get done here as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I think our goal is uh, uh, this is just the start, right? I think bringing together two fan bases, uh, you know, essentially it's a fun competition between Reno and I. It's almost like celeb- Celebrity Apprentice when it comes to how we've done this event. I've kind of got my board, he's got his board, and we raise money, and who can sell the most tables, and they get a point, and we have a, a cup to present at the Love end. Love it. And, th- and this is just the, the beginning. We, we've... Um, you know, we're in touch. Lendio's the presenting sponsor, and, and they've been amazing. But we've got visions of, of so many things. I, I think that this is just the beginning. The, the one uh, vision we have for next year, and I think we'll get the ball rolling as soon as this one's done, is we want to do before the game, leading up to the game, we want to have the ball presented. But start from one stadium, go to the other stadium, have two, both the fan bases or the student sections doing a kind of a rally oh. to present the ball at the game, you know, just, un- just uniting the rivalry. Um, and, and more, more importantly, it, highlighting what our foundations are about and the cause and, and, and 
you know, that t- t- tomorrow that's a great event and we talk about BYU and Utah, we'll talk about us, but, you know, more importantly, my, my hope is that we, we, sh- we share some, some experiences with these families that are, have gone through some, some tragic times, um, specifically the ones that uh, are associated with my, my foundation with childhood cancer. Um, we have two families there that uh, have lost their kids this past year to cancer that we'll be highlighting. And then another family, it's kind of in the midst of it. And so, you know, I, I, the main event is just to raise money to, to help these families. That's it. You know, we, we, this is simply out of the goodness of our heart, Reno and I don't do this for, you know, profit by no means. This is to, this is, this is our way of grieving. And then we, you know, this is our way of living for our kids. Well, and, and we'll send this to Reno. It's, it's ironic that you guys kind of connected on Twitter because a lot of time the rivalry on Twitter can get a little uh, uh, off the rails, so to speak. But what I like about what you guys are doing, Reno, is you're using the, the passion about the rivalry to, to really make a positive impact, and that's really cool. Yeah, there's just there's so much energy from this rivalry. You, uh, yes, it's been kind of one-sided as far as victory goes, but you still have a couple of fan bases that are pretty tied together with regards to this rivalry. And there's, again, we recognize that there's a lot of energy there. And so um, the love that they showed both our kids um, when it happened with regards to the football team and their, uh, you know, they wore a sticker. Um, both teams wore a sticker uh, for their bowl game. And it was just kind of something that was born from that, I feel like, where we're just taking that energy. And a lot of times this energy can turn pretty nasty. But to be honest, I think most times, I think more, most fans um, from both uh, respective schools, they, they're, they're pretty good about it. You know, most times we just kind of hear about the bad. But I've always believed that there's so much more good out there. And, and we're kind of trying to jump on that energy and use that energy between both fan base and, and use it for good. Man, I'd say that reminds me of a conversation I had with uh, Patrick Kinahan once we were talking about um, uh, Judkins, uh, Jeff, and how he was a Ute and then he went to work at BYU. And suddenly did he become a bad person all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. oh, he's the same great guy, you know? Same thing <laughs> with guys who go from BYU to Utah. I mean, the humanity here is really what touches me. Because, Steve, I know you're a competitive guy. You've been an athlete your entire life. You, you want to beat BYU. I mean, you want the Utes to beat BYU, but – Keep it in perspective, yeah. like you were talking about. We're all human beings. We're all part of the same condition. And so go ahead and root like crazy, but be decent one yeah, another. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've said it before. I, I've never competed harder than I did when I played against BYU. I mean, it was like that, it brought out everything, every emotion you can imagine. I, I think BYU fans hated me for it, but that's, that's what got me there. That's why I love the rivalry. But at the end of the day, like it to me, it's a, it's a game, you know, let, let's, let's keep this in perspective. There are families right now battling cancer. There are kids dying of cancer. There are, you know, tragedies like Reno experienced and, and my family and, and come on, let's, you know, it's a game. Let's have fun and let's keep it, you know, let's keep it juvial, but you know, let's, let's keep it in perspective. And that's what I want. You know, this, yeah. I want to create perspective because usually I've said this before, you only typically only gain perspective during tragedy. You know, very, very seldom do you actually gain perspective from, from something that uh, was, was a positive outcome. It's usually, you know, something that's, that's gained through tragedy. And, and I want to be, and, and Reno and I want to be the, 
hey, let's, let's, let's create that perspective for people, right? Let's, let's rein it in a little bit, have some fun with the rivalry. But, you know, once you start getting personal, man, you've got to find another hobby if that's, if that's, yeah. if that's what you your know, life's about. Reno, this, this reminds me of, and it came to mind just a couple of weeks ago because I ran into the individual. I did a story once on a, a doctor who was a huge BYU fan who treated a patient, I think it was cancer, who was a huge Utah fan. Huge. I mean, these, just everything you can imagine. And yet here this doctor right. was, a huge BYU fan, treating the, the, the Utah fan put his life in the hands of this BYU fan and how they embraced each other and helped one another. And I ran into him on a golf course, the doctor, uh, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about it. And it made, it made me think all these things that you guys are trying to bring to the forefront here. Hey, we're, we're all part of the same emphasis here, you know, to try to make the world a better place. You can, you can go ahead and hate somebody for football, I guess, in a sports hate kind of way, but make sure it stays right where it should. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's funny because my older brother played for the U. He graduated from the U, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I, I went to BYU, and although I grew up a U, um, I love the Cougs. You know, I'll forever be indebted to the Cougs. But, um, again, a lot of times I think we, we highlight and we, we see it because they're always so loud, um, a lot of the negativity. But I, I'm a firm believer that there's so much more good, um, even within this rivalry, than there is bad. Um, a lot of times people just tend to highlight the bad most often. But I think that's where we kind of can flip the script on something like this with what – Steve and I are doing with our kids' foundation and their legacies and and just just highlighting the good that we've felt within this um, friendly uh, competition we have within our foundations and, and all the support we've gotten from all these wonderful um, companies and families that have, you know, jumped in and helped us um, to make this event successful tomorrow night. BlueRedGala.com is the website, by the way. And just to take a, a break and talk a little bit of football for a moment, Steve, are you buying into the, the Utah hype? Lee Corso picked him oh, no. to the championship over the weekend. I don't know if that's a good thing, Corso. <laughs> Between the dementia and some alcohol, perhaps. That's <laughs> early enough. I, uh, oh, gosh, national championship, that's, that's probably a little – that's probably a little too much hype for for me. Uh, but I, let's be honest. I think this team is as deep as they've ever been, certainly, if you look at, uh, at the roster. Uh, uh, but, you know, does that translate? And, and they're going to go through some – I think even with Coach Ludwig coming back, there's going to be, a, you know, there's gonna be a, a growing experience with this, and there's got to be a transition with a new offensive coordinator. Now, fortunately, that's a position Utah knows all too well. But um, I, I think – I, I certainly think on paper this team's as talented as, as they've ever been. I think the Pac-12 is as down as it's ever been. So uh, if you add up those two, I think that's where the hype comes from. Uh, but you'll see. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see because you start off with an emotional game like this, and, and obviously Utah can't afford to, to mess up. I mean, this is it, right? They've got to if that if if that's what they're destined to do right now, that they got to take care of business on Thursday, and and you know certainly. They've got to beat it by, by more than what the spread says, four points or whatever it is. So, Reno, if BYU uh, doesn't have as many 
great athletes as Utah does, and I, I maybe you won't admit that, but maybe some people will see that before being a truth. How can BYU make up the difference? Will emotion and determination and focus do the job? I'm, I've been, you know, anytime someone has asked me about that, even in private, my, my biggest, and again, I'm such a BYU goggle, bias, however way you want to call it, but having the O-line we have and two quarterbacks, I see BYU having a very successful year. And so that's where I kind of hang my hat on. Um, I'm excited for Kalani and, and what they've got going on this year. Um, I think they've having play, or playing this game the first game of the year um, bodes well for BYU that they don't have to endure a bunch of games and and have to you know play their six string running back going into the game. So I'm I'm excited for for BYU and, and their chances for this game and for the season. All right, I want to uh, ask you both a, a cliche question, but it's always fun to hear the answer. And we'll start uh, with you on this one, Steve. Favorite rivalry memory for you? Ooh. Oh, I, I would say, I'd say the Brett Ratliff year. Hmm. Uh, that was a game. That was a game. That's that's almost it's almost been foreshadowed because of the two that followed it. But that that game, I think we were seventeen point underdogs. If I'm not, I think it was. It was 17 Because Brian had just gotten hurt. Brian right? had gotten hurt in the New Mexico game. Brett Ratliff comes in, and, and I kid you not, when he came in, I mean, we, I mean, he was, he was, we, nobody really knew him, right? It was like, we thought it was Ratcliffe. I mean, you name, it was like, we didn't know how to pronounce the name, and Ratcliffe comes in and just owns that huddle and the poise, and uh, he only got two plays, and he ends up throwing an interception. We lose that game right. against New Mexico, but... I mean, all week long, I remember talking to him like, no, you don't understand. Like, if you win, if we win this game, you will be a Ute legend the rest of your life, right? And he's just trying, I'm trying to coach him up about how important this rivalry was. And, uh, and it was the first one that I started in. So it was obviously an emotional one for me. Uh, but going down there when nobody expected us to pull it out and then being cup, become bowl eligible. And then, you know, certainly that year we went on and played, uh, Calvin Johnson and, uh, that's which, right. Which I can tell my son I played against Calvin Johnson. It's always fun. But uh, that, that year was probably my most memorable one, uh, certainly as a player, because the other two were, were garbage. Let's not talk about those. So. <laughs> How, How about, about you, Arena? <laughs> so I just – and I'll make them quick, but it was two. One, and it was both our wins, uh, the three years I played against the Utes. But I remember uh, being at uh, Little America and calling up the University Marriott – and getting toilet paper sent to a bunch of the U of U football players' rooms <laughs> that I knew uh, the night before the game and just messing with them. It was like Asione Boha, Jason Kafusi, and those guys, and just just kind of razzing each other before the game. And then uh, it was the goalpost where it hit the ball hit the goalpost. <laughs> and we, uh, I'm not going to say any names. I hate throwing players, but. They hit the goalpost to win the game, and they lost, and we ended up winning that game. Uh, second was um, 2001 when uh, there's just a lot of different stories about, you know, as far as my appendectomy goes and playing that same week of getting surgery. But it was against the youths, man. <laughs> That's so, amazing. And then Gennaro picking it off at the end of the game to win that game. So 
Yeah, those are those are two great memories of that rivalry. Reno, what's the difference between playing and coaching? Um, I think it was more just having control of the game when you're a player. That's so much you can do about the game. And then coaching was more so just all preparation leading up to the game, and most of it, you know, you help the players execute what you you went through. All right, real quick while we still have you guys, I uh, want to give you one last opportunity, not only to talk about the event coming up tomorrow, which, uh, by the way, again, the the website is blueredgala.com. It's going to be tomorrow at 6.30 at the Grand Hall at the Gateway. Uh, but, uh, Steve, talk a little bit about the Hayes Tough and, and what you guys are, are doing and kind of uh, what uh, what people are helping with. And I want to give Reno, you the same opportunity, but but start with you. Yeah, too. so Hayes Tough was, was formed uh, originally. We wanted wanted to, to provide kind of emotional and financial assistance to families with cancer. Um, our, our, our thought was this, you know, life is terrible in the hospital. So we wanted to give people an opportunity to get out and we sent people to Hawaii and California. And, and that was kind of our initial intent was, Hey, let's create some memories for these kids that are on hospice. And, and then it just evolved. I mean, we'd had people um, coming in and asking for even, you know, things like teeth. And then we had a 16 year old who lost all our teeth mm-hmm. for a year and her family couldn't afford the dental work uh, that she needed total, you know, uh, teeth implants so we we aligned that uh got a uh, uh oral surgeon and got her teeth and then you know service dog uh one of the things we do quite often which um it, and i i've said this and it, it kind of unfortunately it's it's one of those things not easy to put but when you when you lose a child you you have to you know you have to, you're dealt with burying that child but they hand you a bill <laughs> and then they also ask if you want to be buried by your child and then they have you have to pay for your wife's and your right. burial plot so you know they, what 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 you go in there you're dealing with the loss and then all of a sudden you're getting hit with a 15 to twenty thousand dollar bill um we do that we don't want families to wow. do that so we we have been very proactive um when we hear about that we we, we call the mortuary and, and try to get it all taken care of so the families don't ever have to deal with that i mean that's the worst thing that, that you have to go through so that's a big thing that we do uh, we sent last week a girl who found out she had terminal cancer. We surprised her um, uh, to meet the Imagine Dragons of Cleveland. Wow! Yeah. So uh, just, I mean, all, all, everything. I mean, we, we, it's the emotional connection, and, and most importantly, as, I, as I want to reiterate, this is not my wife and I do this at the goodness of our heart. There's no, there's no. Usually with those those charities, there's a, you know, there's a quite an over uh, a fee or whatever uh, an overhead. That's not with us. It's you know whatever we raise, it goes to families. Cause and I know it started with just you guys yeah. wanting to give back. I mean, just it was very it. grassroots, very basic. grassroots. Yeah. And and next thing you know, uh, fortunately by by the grace of God and obviously Hayes having an impact, you know we've been able to raise you know over five hundred thousand wow. dollars for families. And, That's great. And, and and the best thing that I ever had, that the best uh, I think thing that ever happened to my wife and I was we were in the car one day and we we keep our kids involved in this because I want them to realize we're keeping Hayes' legacy alive. So my son turned to us after we helped the family and he says, you know, Dad, when I get older and when you're old, can I can I run the foundation? Can mm-hmm. I can I do this? And that was it. It was like, oh my gosh! Now to be able to give my son this experience and perspective at a long at a young age where he wants to help other families. When he gets older, I mean that that's it. That's right there. That's that's what it's that's what we're here for. Uh, Reno, talk a little bit about the miracles from Elsie Foundation and uh, what uh, people will be supporting with this event. So for us, it's it's um, you know 
I think more important than the families we have dealt with is more on the grief counseling side, the organ donation side, and and financial support for families that, like Steve um, talked about with his foundation, supporting families who have lost someone uh, financially. You know, some of the things we went through, you know, having um. Uh, being able to pay for a whole family to go through grief counseling that didn't have the financial means to do it because of how much it, it did for my family. Um, and then having the family invite my my whole family to go to the graduation of grief counseling of this family. It's just life altering for not only, you know, something for me and my wife, but also our kids as well. Um, during the Super Bowl, uh, as a former player, I was able to purchase a couple of Super Bowl tickets at face value. And so I was able to go and there was a family out in Atlanta who they lost their son after a football game. And their son was an organ donor. And so through the organ donor um, network, I was able to go and um, give those two tickets to these parents who had just lost their son um, from a high school football game. So just so many different situations like that where, you know, I think the most recent one was a family who, who lost their child and came home and um, there was a post on Facebook about all these bills showing up um, for their, their their kid that they weren't able to bring home with them and just being able to help families like that that really tug at you but gives you a sense of purpose to do all these different things that Steve and I are doing to bring awareness to it. But I, I do have to acknowledge all these uh, you know, these amazing companies and, and just people that have given their time to help us make this happen. Um, specifically a group like Lendio with Brock Blake and those guys who stepped up and really helping our foundation out and, and both Steve and my committee, all the guys and, and got, um, girls there that have just been been there since day one helping us make this all happen. We couldn't really do it without all their support and help. And so, and to you guys, I appreciate you guys for having us on here and helping us bring more awareness to our foundation. Really thank you guys for that. Okay, so the last thing, it sounds like a dumb question, but if they come, if people participate in the gala, uh, what what will they experience? Uh, you'll experience, uh, so you're, you're, silent auction, live auction, there'll be din- dinner served. Uh, you'll be able to meet some, some greats there, uh, former Utah players, BYU players. Um, you'll be able to see kind of the impact. We'll show the videos of, of both our, our, um, our charities. Uh, we'll also be honoring, as I mentioned, uh, a couple of families who have lost kids. So you have an emotional, you know, kind of that emotional connection with these people that are really benefiting from what we're doing. Um, and then there'll be a live live auction, and it'll be a fun little kind of live auction. Reno and I will be the uh, the auctioneers. All right, we're gonna we're gonna liven it up. All right, Reno, and, uh, are, yeah. Reno, are you any good with a microphone uh, auctioning things up? I guess we'll see. It's the first time for everything, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> That's worth the price yeah. of admission, right yeah, there, right? No all right. The, the, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. And the event is tomorrow night, 630, the Grand Hall at Gateway. Uh, again, their website is blueredgala.com. Make sure and check it out. And, hey, we want to thank you both, of course, for, for coming on the show. But but truly, thank you both for, for doing this and supporting our community. And, and it's just really, really amazing. And thank you for letting us be a small part good, of it. We appreciate good, it. Good stuff. No, guys. thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you very thank, much. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you very much. All right, that's Reno Mahe and Steve Tate. Again, BlueRedGala.com. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.